This is a Trail Smoke Eaters podcast. The Smoke Eaters from Trail, British Columbia, have a battering style of play. Now I'm Ben Phillips, joined here with Rob Squires. A couple of huge saves by Logan Turnett. Episode of Cherry's Corner. Your trails. Shooter. Johnson coming in, short side shoots and scores. Welcome to the Smoke Show with your hosts Ben Phillips and Rob Squires. Another episode of the Smoke Show Podcast. Ben Phillips here with Rob Squires as we so often are on a evening here after work, ready to talk some more Smoke Eaters hockey and uh, and, and look ahead to the final three. We'll been a took a week off uh, from the podcast as we we're kind of catching up on, on life, but. Uh, a lot of games have happened since the last uh, last episode. Seven games to throw. We won't go through all of them uh, on this week's episode. We'll, we'll kind of talk about the recent one, the weekend, and then, like I said, we'll we'll talk about the final three and some of the expectations going into the the final week of the BCHL season. We're also uh, thrilled to be joined with Brady Hunter on this week's episode of the podcast. So stay tuned for that interview uh, a little bit later on. But firstly, just catching up, Rob. Uh, I know we've been talking a lot on the on the Mixler broadcast uh, during the intermissions, the pregame and the postgame. Um, but how's it going? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been going well. It's been like you say, we had to take a bit of a week off there. It's it's been a, a little overwhelming with the amount of of games and and stuff on our end. But just just as much as it is for the players having to play them and just trying to, you know keep up with everything that's going on but uh you know it's been a lot of fun we've had a lot of uh, a lot of good games to watch we've had uh, some good good conversations both on the, on the air and and off the air between you and I about the team and I think it's just been fun I think we, this is what we were looking forward to getting some games played and getting a chance to to see the guys that were on the roster and um you know it's it's kind of bittersweet that we're starting to to wrap things up with just three games left to go here this week and that'll be the end of the pod season and of course you know as the league announced but we kind of already knew there's not going to be any playoffs or anything like that coming after the season it's just going to kind of be you know the end and i assume everybody's going to kind of head off on their summer breaks and 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 uh you know have a relaxing bit of a period and hopefully have some dates to target for the start of next season which hopefully will look a little more similar to what we're familiar with but, uh, you know, before we get to the point of dipping our toes in, in the lake and, and relaxing on the beach here, we got three more hockey games this week. And if uh, if the two games on this past uh, this past weekend were any indication, the guys are got a lot to prove. And as we talked with Brady Hunter, uh, he kind of echoed that as well. They're, they're really looking forward to these next three games and it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Well, the uh, and yeah, the, you know, echoing what Brady Hunter is going to say is uh, we, we look ahead to the final three games. Um, and, and what, uh, you know, every team I'm sure around the league will be echoing this in trying to finish strong, um, on their, their BCHL season, because after this, there, there's nothing to prove and it's a, it's summer break. And, you know, so it's Tim Fragel has, has said a few times is, is, uh, you know, these guys are, a lot of these guys are also, you know, they're playing for, for, you know, so to speak jobs next year, right? Like they're, they're playing for a place on this team. You know, they, they're, that's what he's kind of asked of this group, you know, are you going to show us enough that, you know, you're going to be back next year. Um, you know, that you want to be a smoke eater, that you want to be part of part of the program. And, you know, that's I think that's exciting thing because that's, you know, when you don't have playoffs and you don't have anything really to play for in that aspect, you, you give the player something to, to work towards. And um, and I, you know, not every player needs that motivation, but sometimes they, they need something to, to play for and um, on a night in and, and a shift in and shift out basis. And, uh, I think that's uh, one of the one of the things we 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 look for going into the final three games as um, the Smokers, you know, have learned a lot about their team in the the 17 games so far, and they're gonna learn a little bit more over the the final three here as uh, as the Smokers get set to finish up, uh, like I said, what's been a unique 2020-21 BCHL season, and hopefully what will be a normal 21-22 season. Well, and you know, we talked about it. Uh... 
with uh, with Jeff Yurikar uh, a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago. Um, you know, regarding the types of players that they're looking for, they're looking for character guys. And this is where that kind of comes through are these guys, you know, without playoffs on the horizon, without any kind of extra kind of, you know, incentive to, to play, like, are these guys able to grab, you know, to, to use a, you know, a phrase of, can they grab their, their lunch pails and go to work in these last three games and, and finish it out strong? Um, you know, you talk about, we're looking for, for places on the roster on this team, but there's guys that, you know, there's a lot of guys on this, this roster that are still looking to, to make that, you know, make themselves aware to, to NCAA scouts to, to, to show what they have to, you know, show what they have um, on the, on this type of, of level at, at this level of hockey. And, you know, these last three games are saying no, no different than the other ones that they've played. They just need to, to finish it out strong and, and make a name for themselves. And, you know, maybe who knows, you have a couple of big games and all of a sudden your name's a little buzzing for the summer and they're waiting to see what, uh, what you can show them um, come next year. So um, still lots of stuff to be played for, even though there's not, not playoffs at the end of this road um, for these guys to get ready for. And if you need any reason to get up for these games and maybe you should look at why you're actually there playing. Like there should be no reason to not be up for these games to close this out and, and further yourself uh, both with this team and, and your career uh, beyond this team. So I expect a really strong effort. I know the guys are, are, are pretty pumped to, to finish it off in, in the way that it's set up for right now. And, and based on the results that they've had this past weekend, um, I think we're in for some continue to in for some more uh, good hockey here as as these three games roll up on us just in a couple of days, I think they went played back to back against the Bucks and then play Penticton. Is that no? Yeah, no. When, works, Wednesday against Penticton and then Friday, or sorry, Wednesday against Cranbrook, Friday against Cranbrook, and right. Saturday against Penticton. Right. So they have a day off and then they play back to back to finish. Yeah. It. So yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's going to be good. And like I say, based on what we saw the last two games and and uh, how, you know some of the adjustments that were made um hopefully some of the injured uh, injury guys can get into these last three games um but i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be a lot of fun and i'm pretty sure uh as long as nothing comes up in our schedules uh you know for the most part we'll try to, to try to bring them as much as we can here so looking forward to it yeah that's the that's the the plan is you know again on um final three games we'll do pre-game uh post-game intermissions uh you know barring any anything um, crazy happening, but that's that's the plan. So we encourage you to to join us uh, on the on the Smoke Eaters Mixler for, like I said, pregame starts about ten minutes before puck drop every time, where we kind of go through our expectations, some of the the starting lineups, and then each intermission we break it down. We spend uh, close to you know, the full seventeen minutes that there are between periods, and just discussing what we saw, what we liked, sometimes what we didn't like um, at times during during the intermission show, and then obviously post game we we try to get uh, some of the players on um, to get their their comments as well. Uh, so we encourage you to to come over and and join us uh, on the Mixler broadcast. Uh, of course, the links are available on the Smoke Eaters website, and uh, and generally, I try to put them out on social media as well before uh, before all the games. But let's talk on, uh, Rob, on on the games just this past weekend. Uh, you know, we'd take forever if we went through all previous seven games. It's been a busy weekend. You know, I was in Penticton for uh, those three games. Um, you know, Penticton, and then the, the shootout game against Cranbrook, and that was a fantastic game to call. I, I it was a fantastic game to be a part of um, going back and forth and, and going all the way to a shootout and the chances that, they, that um, we had in that game. And then, um, you know, the other Penticton game and, you know, it's just been, it's been a busy week for the smoke haters. Um, but we'll just basically touch on, on the back-to-back from this weekend. And it's what we talk about a little bit with Brady Hunter, but I think the smoke haters have got to be pretty happy with how that weekend went. Um, you know, you, you play Thursday night and you end up losing um, in an, and a lopsided score seven two to the V's and you got to kind of, you know, reset yourself again um, before you play Cranbrook. And they, they came out with a, with a strong effort and, um, you know, 47 shots on net on, on Saturday night against the bucks. Uh, you know, one of the things Tim Fraggle said is, you know, when you get close to 50 shots on net, you know, you'd like to see them, you know, capitalize on a few more of those opportunities. And when the game's two, nothing, you know, Cranbrook was very much still in that game in that third period. And, um, if you get the third one, um, like Tim Fraggle said, he was hoping it's a different game and you're, you you kind of killed it off a, a little bit more, um, in that third period. But I think the smoke eaters did so much right in that game. Um, in the two, one game, unfortunately they couldn't get the shutout. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, as we did on the broadcast <laughs> that evening. 
Um, sure, that'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been asked about it, so we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, but overall, um, a very strong performance. They played a very good structure game. They didn't give Cranbrook a whole lot. Um, you know, Tim Fregel, we're talking back and forth with some of the stats. He said there's about 15 shots um, that the Cranbrook Bucks had inside inside the um, the Smoke Eater's house, um, which is in the you know those prime scoring areas, and uh, you know that's given of the 36 that they had. You know that's um, not or sorry, 20 were in 20 of the 36 were inside the house. 15 were 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 decent scoring opportunities. Um, so probably a little high. Um, I would I would think the coaching staff would would love that number to be a little bit lower. Um, but uh, still a, a strong performance from the Smoke Eaters. Yeah, I think in that game, you know, they came out with a great start. You know, they shot them 17 to 8 in the first period, um, came out with a lot of energy in that first period, um, and really kind of carried the game. Um, obviously, they ran up against a hot goalie in this one, and, and Nathan Airy. Um, you know, the, the first period, not able to get anything by him, and then the second period, again, continued with that great effort, 19 to 12 with the shots there. So now they're out shooting them 36 to 20 through two periods of play. Um, they were able to get a couple of goals in that middle frame. And then, right near you know, the end of the period, too. Yeah, just within the last minute and, what, 30 minute 21. Second, 21 seconds or something. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, late couple of goals, um, but we're able to, to put that up. And then, you know, you'd think that that would deflate a team, a couple of goals against them uh, late in a period like that, heading into the third. But as we've seen with this Bucks team, a very re- resilient, a really proud group in that room. And they came out, uh, you know, battling in that third period. They actually outshot the Smoke Eaters in that period, 18-11, um, and battled back to, to get 38 shots on goal. And, and they were able to get one uh, really, 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 really late. Um, and uh, to, to break the really shutout bit. Yeah. One to, more to really. Break, <laughs> to break really. To break that shutout bid, um, at what was a not just a great game for, by by the guys up front and the, and the pressure and stuff that they that they created, um, and trying to beat the Nathan Airy, but also a great game by Logan Turness, um, a guy who really had a strong strong game and, and faced a lot of shots that game and was able to to turn them almost all away, and then the, just that last one, which again we'll we'll get into uh, the whole thing, but I'm sure. I'm sure that none, no one on that bench was probably happy that that one was able to squeak by him um, late. Um, and again, no, no fault of his, but um, an unfortunate, uh, unfortunate way to close that one out. But, uh, you know, would have liked to see him get another one, like you mentioned, Fraggle and, and wanting to stretch that lead once you kind of got them down. You want to kind of, you know, finish them off, but weren't quite able to do that in the third. And, and uh, we're lucky to squeeze one out at the very, very end there. But um, a strong game all the way through. Um, and they were able to continue that the, the following night. So. Um, yeah, I like, I like that game. It was, you know, low scoring, but it was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, it was high tempo. There's opportunities at both ends of the ice and some big saves at, at both ends. So, uh, it was a really enjoyable game. And that's at this point, that's what we're looking for is just, you know, seeing guys develop, seeing them getting their opportunities and, and making it uh, enjoyable for those that are tuning in to watch. So, uh, Colson Wolford got the, the first goal that evening and then, uh, Carson Golder, uh, ends up scoring the winner on the pass from, uh, from Wolford um, to make it two nothing there late in the the second period, um, and then you know like you said the, the Smoke Eaters have to don't really sit back and and but they they you know play play in a way where they can see the game out but also still creating some opportunities to try try and you know kill the game off, um, and you know we we talked like well I guess we'll talk about the goal a little bit it's it's an unfortunate one hundred um, percent unfortunate the way it happens. Um, you know, we have the luxury of, of seeing it uh, in slow motion, seeing it in replay. Um, you know, personal opinion. I thought there's goaltender interference on that. I'm trying, you know, try not to be biased with it at all. Um, towards the smoke eaters or, or you know, against the Bucks, but I personally think that there's goaltender interference there. I think that gets missed. There's a lot happening out front. I don't blame the referee for missing that. There's a lot happening in front of the net. That net. Um. It's unfortunate, and then as you know, prior to that, that you know, it's a it's a one in a hundred opportunity. You know, you you win the draw, you take the puck into the corner, and you go to just kill kill out the final ten seconds, just work it along the wall, and just and and kill the game. And it's that one in hundred time that the that Cranbrook's able to poke that puck out, they get it out front, and the goal goes in. Um, you know, it's 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 just a lot of things didn't go the Smoke Eaters' way for that goal to go in. Um. On the flip side, you know, for Cranbrook, 
their hard work got got rewarded. They didn't go away, and they consistently do that, um, even shorthanded, um, where they're down players because they've they've picked up so many injuries. Um, they're a team that just doesn't go away, and they they get rewarded there for their efforts of, of continuing to push and out shooting the smokers there in the third period. Like I said, thought there was some goaltender interference, and and uh, you know Logan Trenes is, is not in a position to make that save. Probably should have had the shutout. Um, it's in the past. Smoke Eaters got the win. That's that's really what matters. And they, and and it's another learning point for this young team, for for the players, um, and what they can learn from it. And and there's nothing better than real world, real game experience um, that you can take into into next year. Yeah, like you say, that, that we've seen this from the Bucks right from from back in the exhibition, whatever you want to call it, season we played, um, which seems so long ago at this point. But, um, you know, again, with, with less than a, you know, with the, the faceoff came with, I think, less than 10 seconds left in the period or just close to that. And, it was about uh, 11.5, I think. And they kept battling. They were looking to, for a way to break that shutout. You know, um, you know like you mentioned, the, the play works its way to the front of the net. And, and they were able to get one with some guys on top of the goaltender. Um, if you ask the, uh, the jury wearing orange jerseys, I'm sure they will all say that it's <laughs> a goaltender interference. Um, if you ask those wearing green ones, they would say, nope, it was perfectly good. So, you know, it is what it is. It sucks if you're on the smoke eater side and Ternessa for losing that shutout. Um, but if you're a Bucks fan, like I'm sure there's not many Bucks fans that are tuning into our podcast, but, you know, for the Bucks fans that just might end up hearing this, um, what a great, uh, what a great, you know, I guess, characteristic of a team to have going into to, to next season that of a, of a never give up type attitude um, when they finally get to play at home, when they finally get to play in front of some fans and they're in that point where, you know, it's, it's, it's never over until it's over. Um, that's a great atmosphere to be in, 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 a, in a building. And if your team's got that type of character to it. So, um, and, and what, Fred, and what that characteristic and what that mentality is when you have fans pushing you on, knowing that makes them such a dangerous team. It does. And it also makes it, you know, they're going to surprise teams like they're, Let's face it, they've only played us in Penticton. And I think, what, maybe... Merritt and Prince George as well. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that have not seen this team come in. And you can be sure that they're going to be surprised at the, at the, at the work ethic and, and, the, and the, the no quit that this team has in them when they, when they start making the rounds around the rest of this league. And, you know, they've got some guys, um, you know, like you say, they've got a lot of injuries right now, and that's kind of a tough one for them. But they've got a lot of guys that can score. They've got a lot of skill on this team, and I'm sure they'll continue to recruit into next season as well. So, um, you know, I look forward to, to a number, an ongoing battle between these two clubs as the, uh, as the Kootenai rivalry continues to build, and we'll see that in the next couple of games uh, as they'll go toe-to-toe two more times here before the end of the pod season. So, uh, fun game. Looking forward to, uh, to the, what kind of bounce back the Bucks have against the Smoke Eaters in the next one and, and see how the Smoke Eaters handle that as they continue to push back and forth. Well, exactly. You talk on, on, on next season and, and the, the Kootenai rivalry and um, potential Kootenai Cup. Um, you know, we're big advocates of that and would like to, to see that again, And whether it's a, a fan thing or whatever it is. Um, it's going to end up being a broadcaster thing if it's not something else. That's, that's, what, that's how we're going to push this. We'll get, we'll get Wiley on the phone. We'll be like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. <laughs> The broadcaster's uh, Kootenai w- Cup. <laughs> we will we will pitch in and get the cup. We will get a trophy for it ourselves. <laughs> we need we need some comments hey. from people if that's a good idea. There's some crafty people here in the Kootenays. We'll we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You, you're you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> um, but you know the other thing, and we're talking a lot on Cranbrook here. This is a Smoke Eaters podcast, but yes, it's right. Like, sorry. It, it, it is nice to talk about some of the other teams a little bit because we, we, we do talk quite a bit about our team. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but the, the video <laughs> chat that Rob and myself have, uh, he's got he's got light, LED lights in his room um, in, his, in his studio, and he's, he's got them orange, but when we're talking Cranbrook, he just changed it to green. Uh, <laughs> slowly changing allegiances, I see. Uh, he's just he's just trying to, trying to set the mood for the podcast. I love it. Just Back trying to get topic, you going, Benny. <laughs> Back on topic, um, is the unfortunate thing is the, the Cranbrook rival or record. Um, lastly, that we'll touch on is, is 
is not reflective of how they've actually played these games. And so, you know, anyone who's, again, if you're a Cranbrook Bucks fan listening to this, and, you know, welcome to the Smoke Show podcast. Um, we talked about you guys quite a bit, actually. Um, <laughs> it's because we've played them so many times. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. I feel um, obligated to buy a jersey. <laughs> just put it up in your in your in your wall of wall of fame eh? yeah um, the again so if, if you're listening to this and, and you know you're looking you're like oh our team is two and um two and 13 or whatever two and 14 i think two fourteen oh and one right now you're like oh they're, they're you know they're not very good i you're playing pen you know trail and cranbrook um those are the only two teams you're seeing. Penticton is, is a very good team. We, we've, we've talked about that at length. But you've almost been in every single game. Um, it, you know, they very well could be, you know, five and five and ten or, or you know, seven and ten, whatever, whatever it is. Like, you, there's, they're so close to being um, in so many. They're, they're in so many games that, you know, that record when you're seeing, oh, we've only won two games. Is uh, is not reflective of the way they've played at all, and I think, um, you know, for Smogers fans looking at that and, and looking into next year, thinking, ah, oh, yeah, Cranbrook uh, has a lot of work to do before they can compete with us. No, like, you know, obviously the Smogers are going to go out and they're going to recruit and they're going to you know build off this and, and get better, but so is every other team, and, and so are the Cranbrook Bucks, who have a really good base for a first year franchise um, to uh, to to go forward to, and you know. Obviously, if you're a player listening to this, uh, we'd prefer to have you in uh, in trail because go years <laughs> go, and uh, we're not trying to promote <laughs> promote their their facilities over ours. But um, it, it's just it's you know one of the things we, we talk about as as broadcasters here on the podcast is um, one of the things it's it's exciting going into what this rivalry holds for the future of these two clubs is is a simple way of putting it. Yeah, uh, you know, if you're if you if you are wearing a Cranbrook's Bucks jersey, um, you got you got a lot to look forward to. You know, they got a young team, they got a lot of talent on that team. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, they've run into some injuries here, which is maybe hampered performance. But if you go back and you watch these games and you watch period by period as opposed to the final scoreline, you'll find that this team played, you know, right alongside both these other teams um, the whole way through. Um, yeah, they might not have gotten some puck luck and yeah, they might have had some score lines kind of a little lopsided against them. But, you know, this is a team that is battled every time. There's a lot of character there. There's a lot of guys that, you know, depending on roster movement, looks like could potentially return. Um, so a lot of the core of this team could be back for, for them for next year. And, you know, they could add a few pieces here and there. So, um, yeah, again, we're not a Bucks podcast, but uh, a lot of good things uh, to look forward to here for the Bucks and, um you know, unfortunately, we're hoping that they might lose the next two games here against the Smoke Eaters, but, you know, all the best <laughs> to them here in the future. Well, uh, you know, we're kind of dragging on in our little bit of our intro bit here, but little bit. Uh, uh, we'll quickly just talk on uh, on the, the Penticton game. And again, it's, you know, it's tough to when uh, the scoreline kind of doesn't go in the Smoke Eaters way. It was, you know, a, a 2-1 without the empty net goal. Um, and the Smokers played played well. You know, there was some times where you're like, okay, they're they're kind of fighting the puck a little bit, and you know, they needed to, to settle things down. But that's what happens when you have a, a young team. And um, but they played well enough and structure wise enough that they're not, you know, getting blown out every game, and um, that they're they're sticking with Penticton when Penticton is like you know, like we've said, they they've got you know, I'm gonna say it, a little bit, they've got more talent. Um, and more skill than the Smoke Eaters have right now. Um, and that's no fault of the Smoke Eaters. It's just the way that Penticton, um, in terms of returning players that they had um, and and what they were able to keep um, this year, I think is the, the easiest way to put that. Again, there was, there was, it's, it's such a weird year. Um, but, you know, Penticton's got, got a strong group, and you can't, you can't deny that. Um, and it's it's not like we're saying the smoke eaters are bad, but Penticton's got a good group, and but the smoke eaters are able were able to keep with them, um, and able to to make it another cl- another close game. You know, there's been so many games where it's been you know two one in the third, um, and then the empty net you know goal goes in and it's three one, or they they add one more and it's it's four one. Um, you know, you see the I think we've had two four one score lines, another three one. You look at those and it's it's really they're they're two one games and they're just they're so tightly played, um, for the smoke eaters. Yeah, well, like you say, this is, and for all purposes, a 2-1 game. Um, 
you know, an empty netter late to, to seal it for Penticton. So, you know, a 2-1 game, you get a shot 35-24 to 24 in the game, but you were in this game the whole way. It was back and forth. It was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, the goals that were scored against them, you know, Devlin O'Brien on, on the on the partial break, you know, finds a loose puck uh, chipped up his way as center ice is able to skate onto it in the in the, in the offensive zone. You know, uh, I think it was uh, was it Falk? No, it was uh, Ben Wozny scored the second one. No, no, that that tried to stop him there. That oh, goal. Carson Golder. Sorry, Golder. You know, made a great attempt to try to stop him, got a piece of it, but the puck settled. He's still able to put that in. So great work there by Devlin O'Brien, who's been on a hot streak in the, of of late. You know, Ben Wozni gets one. Um, uh, you know, a great offensive defense and finds himself wide open in the high slot on a, on a maybe a blown coverage there, and he's able to to score. Um, and that was it. You know, they they continue to battle, and and you know, Hunter Flores, congratulations to him getting his his first goal there. Um, and and again to to K- to Caden Hammy, who you know. Again, a 2-1 game, you're shot 35-24, to 24, and, uh, you know, Hamming comes up with 32 saves on the 34 shots that he faces. Um, you know, a strong game from him all the way around. He battled the whole night, um, and, you know, this team was in it right to the end. They had a chance to, to tie this one up. They had a chance to, to win this one, and that's all you can be asking. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, we've got a much younger team. We've got, uh, you know, a lot of guys that are still looking for their commitments and still looking to kind of... T- step forward and really have their their best season here in the bchl whereas you know a lot of these v's guys this will be a completely different roster for them next year they'll have a lot of guys that are going to transition out and they're going to have to rebuild this roster you've mentioned it a bunch of times this is a roster that was built uh you know for the most part a lot of these guys were brought in for a national championship and um you know because they were hosting it um that didn't happen but the play most of the players are still there so obviously we expected them to have a really strong team and they have but uh, for the Smoke Eaters fans and the, and the, and the Smokies faithful, um, we've been right there. Yeah, again, same thing. A couple of blown out scores here and there. But um, the ability to play with these guys, you see it. Maybe, you know, they've been a little lacking in consistency throughout the whole 60 minutes. But at points in these games and periods, uh, you know, they've, they've driven, they've, they've controlled these games in some po- at some points. So nothing against them. They were able to beat them. One of only two teams to beat them in regulation. Um, really in this whole season exhibition and everything. So definitely something to hold on to there. And, you know, every game has been competitive. Every game has been fun. And um, what better to have uh, another strong rivalry, this one to the West. And we have the, the Cranbrook Bucks to the East. And it's it's just setting up great for, uh, for next season, for, uh, you know, that battle for that interior division. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we'll, we'll get to Hunter's interview here in a bit. And, um, you know, he mentioned that they're, they've they got that one circled on the calendar. That's a big game for them is, is to finish off the season against the V's in Penticton. Um, what a great way to go out with a, with a victory in that one. So I expect to be another great game on, uh, what's that one, on Friday? Saturday. Saturday, sorry. Um, expect another great game then. So, yeah, I think it was it was good that you know they've got a good goaltender in Caden Lane, so they, they you know they've got to find the spots, they've got to generate offense, and you know I uh, I don't know what else you can say about it. Like they've played really really well against them, just have not gotten the score lines on a consistent basis. Um, I think you know a few tweaks here and there um, to to their game, to their to their maybe their effort in certain times. A power play goal here and there would be fantastic, mm. but of course the V's penalty kill has been just fantastic this entire pod season. So um, tough to to fault them there, but uh, yeah, it's it's been fun, and I look forward to to seeing a few more or another one between these two coming up here this week. Well, uh, before we talk on the the, the three game week uh, coming up. We'll take our break here and talk to Brady Hunter here on the Smoke Show podcast. We'll take a quick break, come back with Brady Hunter, and then the back half of the episode with Rob and myself as we look ahead to the final week of the 2020-21 season. All right, we're joined here on the Smoke Show podcast with Smoke Eater forward number 16, Brady Hunter, who joins us from the hotel in Penticton. Uh, firstly, Brady, you know, day off today and you guys are kind of getting close to the end of the BCHL season, but, uh, how are things going uh, in Penticton? Uh, thanks Ben. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, it's been good. I've been uh, enjoying it so far and certainly a unique experience being in a hotel for 40 days and playing this many games in a short amount of time. But overall, I'd say it's been good and, uh, been really enjoying it. 
Well, uh, let's uh, you know you've you've had quite the the start to your your BCHL career and and career with the Smoke Eaters uh, so far this year. Um, you know, before we go into a little bit of your background and where you came from before you came to Trail, um, how you you found the transition into the BCHL and and finding success so far here or, uh, in this season. Um, I think it's been a pretty good jump for me. Uh, BCHL is a great league, and there's a lot of great players here and. I think just, you know, trying to play my game and not trying to do too much out there and just stick with what I'm good at. And I think that's part of the reason why I've had a little bit of success here early and just trying to keep that moving forward and, you know, playing honest, hardworking two-way game is, uh, is you know, it's a key part for me. And I think just kind of doing the little things is going to help give me success here. And, you know, what is, for for those who, you know, maybe haven't seen all the games and, um what 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 is your game obviously you're you're probably one of the fat or you definitely are one of the faster guys on the team um you've got some pretty good pretty good hands there as well as you've gotten uh you've stick handled your way out of trouble a few times but uh you talk about you know being a two-way forward but you know what what enjoy what do you enjoy about the game and 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 what you uh bring each shift uh to the smoke eaters i think i'm uh, probably a high energy player i play a lot of a lot of speed and like to move the puck quick and i see myself as kind of a pass first playmaker type of guy but uh you know i'm not afraid to shoot it and take the puck to the net and i think i'm definitely you know an offensive player i like to create a lot in the ozone and you know look to score off the rush a lot and i am definitely you know a playmaker if i had to had to classify it uh one more before i let rob uh, jump in but um you know now you you talked about the the BCHL and the, the challenge and the opportunity um, it brings for you. But um, what have you found? What are some, maybe some of the things that have stood out in um, not just from the preseason games you, you were able to be a part of, but also the, you know this pod season playing Cranbrook um, and Penticton? Uh, what are some of the things that you know stand out for you in this league that you know maybe have helped you realize some of the things you can, you can still uh, develop on uh, personally? Um, I think there's a lot of things that, you know, I can still uh, work to be better on. And, you know, getting to watch a team like uh, Penticton and Cranbrook, they're both great hockey clubs, and they got a lot of good players. And, you know, getting to see stuff that a lot of guys on their team are doing, little little skill things or little moves that they're doing, you know, just kind of taking away. Uh, and the same with guys on our team, you know, I noticed some little things that they do in practice and stuff like that and just trying to use that to build, build on my own game. And, you know, it's a good kind of eye-opener to see where other guys are at and how they play and, it's uh, just a good to always be looking at uh, how other guys do things and what might work for you. Hey Brady, it's uh, you know it's been great to watch you so far here in the in the pod season, and um, it's been great to see your development so far. And um, for me, I you know I noticed uh, that you're from uh, from back in in Nova Scotia, um, and uh, I was going to give you a bit of a hard time because I know I did notice that you played for a Cole Harbor team and. Being from uh, from the Maritimes myself, I, I played quite a few games against the Cole Harbor teams, and they were never my favorite ones. So, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a hard time over that, but I am gonna question you on uh, you know you played a lot of a lot of your Bantam and Midget hockey out in in uh, in the Maritimes there, and uh, then found your your way uh, to the North American Hockey League. How did uh, how did that transition happen? How did you end up uh, working your way into the into that league, and then ultimately how did you find yourself uh, making your way to Trail? Um, I, yeah, I grew up playing in, uh, playing in East Hans, uh, Nova Scotia and then played my, uh, midget in Cole Harbor and I played, uh, two years there and I had a good two years there and, uh, won a lot of hockey games playing for that club, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a big kind of jump and, you know, I knew I wanted to pursue, uh, an NCAA option and, you know, when I had an opportunity to play in the North American league at, at 17, I, uh, I kind of took that and I knew that was kind of the next step for me if I wanted to, uh, you know, get that NCAA scholarship and, I had a great year last year. Last year, made a lot of good friends, and you know, I had uh, played for a great hockey team, and I enjoyed it. And uh, this year, I was given an opportunity to come to come to Trail and play for the Smoke Eaters. And you know, after talking over with my uh, you know my family and my advisor and stuff, I thought that was going to be the best best spot for me. And I uh, so I came out to Trail uh, end of end of September and and got started there and. You know, I've really enjoyed being here so far, and it's, uh, it's a great spot to play hockey. And, you know, we have a great coaching staff, a great group of guys, and it's uh, been really enjoying it so far. Well, it's, uh, it's a long way. Trail, trail's a long way from, from Nova Scotia. What did, you, uh, what did you know of the team or of the, of the league prior to come? Obviously, it's one of the top junior A leagues in the, in the, in the country. But, you know, did you, did you know much about the trail area, or was it a bit of a surprise? And 
what uh what is it what about trail have you really enjoyed since uh, making your way out here yeah it's definitely a definitely a long way from home and i didn't know too much about the area but uh i knew a couple guys that had played here in the past and uh they kind of told me about it a little bit and my uh my advisors from uh, british columbia and he told me kind of a little bit and filled me in and you know obviously the bchl is a uh, great league and it's uh promotes a lot of division one hockey players and trails a first class organization i've just heard a lot about and so i was kind of uh i was excited to come and excited to get going and just being in trail it's uh we have a great group of guys here and i met a lot of good friends and uh i have a lot of good teammates and stuff and just the facilities and just the way you're treated as a player is awesome and it's just been really good well um you know further on what you know, what was uh what was the first thing you know you talked about the facilities and, and um you know, the coaches and the, and the teammates, but, you know, it's obviously a, um, and a bit of an adjustment, um, you know, moving from, from out East to, to, uh, to small town trail, but you know, what was, uh, what was maybe one of the first things that stood out to you? Maybe it was not just about the team, but, um, about the city, um, you know, the, the environment, uh, here, just kind of, what were some of the things, what were some of the first things that went through your mind when you, when you, you know, drove in? Um, just the mountains, I think they kind of took me by surprise, you know, there's not, uh, not too many mountains out East kind of, <laughs> so that was kind of one thing. They're just everywhere and just kind of jumped out right away. And I'm from a small town myself. So that was kind of a no adjustment for me, you know, being, being in a small town trail, but it's, um, uh, it's just kind of, yeah, I would say the mountains, the first thing, you know, getting off the plane and being in trail, but, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's a really nice spot. It's beautiful. And yeah. How long did it take uh, before your teammates uh, took you to the colander or you had some colander uh, spaghetti? Uh, not too long, actually. I think we ordered it for uh, takeout pretty early, maybe a weekend. <laughs> that, that's uh, it's a trail classic, as I'm sure you've uh, you found out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What um, now, kind of, you get here in, in the preseason, you get a couple of games, and then uh, obviously things were were shut down um, for you. And I think um, you could agree with this, but in, in the small sample size that we saw you in, in the preseason um, into now, there's been such a big jump in your game with that. You know, you contribute that to, um, you know, the development time that you guys had, you know, in the, in the months practicing, or was that more of uh, you know, or in part with just being more comfortable with the team, being more comfortable with your teammates and getting, uh, you know, up to game speed here in, in the BCHL. Yeah, I think it was probably, uh, probably a little bit to do with both. And I think that the, uh, you know, in the break there was obviously tough when we uh, found out we were season was going to be pushed back, but you know, in the long run, it was probably the best, uh, best thing for me and some of the other guys to get that development time and, you know, continue to grow as a player and, you know, where you're given four months of no, no games, you know, you get really get an opportunity to work, yeah, work on your game and be better and, you know, come to the rink every day and practice hard. So I, I definitely uh, attribute a lot of that, a lot of the success I'm having to that, that time frame there where I was able to, able to get better and grow as a player. Now, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously this is not a, a season anybody really anticipated. So, um, you know, we, we don't take for granted anymore the, you know, the, the regular season and what, what these hockey seasons look like. So my question to you is looking back on, on your hockey career um, up until this point, what's one of, what's some of the highlights of your hockey career, or is there a single, single highlight that you could really pull apart as being one of the, uh, you know, one of the big parts of your career, one of the big parts of your development on your way to where you're at now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's definitely been a, been a couple of those uh, big parts i I think about, and uh, I think the first one maybe uh, would be winning the uh, major Bantam Provincials when I was a second-year Bantam. We were a team, we six seed going into the Provincials, and we ended up winning, and we just had a great group of guys there, and we all kind of bought into our team, and we were a tight-knit group, and that was kind of a huge and definitely a, you know, a highlight of my uh, hockey career so far, winning that. And then um, in major, Man- uh, major Midget, we were able to host Atlantic my first year, and that was just a really cool experience, you know, being part of that and competing for an opportunity to go to Tellus Cup was uh, was pretty awesome. And then um, last year, I would say playing in the uh, the North American Hockey League Showcase Tournament at the beginning of the year, where you know you're playing in front of 200 and 300 scouts every game. It's uh, it's pretty cool and pretty awesome to see. And you know, every team in the league's there. Everyone's competing for the same same opportunities and the same uh, scholarships, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool environment.
Yeah, I, I can imagine it'd be pretty uh, pretty neat playing in front of the, that many scouts all at one time. Um, so you, you mentioned about uh, you know obviously the pod season's coming coming to an end, and and at the end of this, um, obviously I, I expect probably he- heading back home. Um, is is there something that you're looking forward to? Uh, you know that stands out at getting home. Obviously seeing the family and maybe some home cooking, but uh, is there anything that stands out that you're looking forward to getting back to Nova Scotia or? Yeah, there's definitely a few things. Seeing the family will be uh, will be nice. I haven't seen them in uh, about seven and a half months now, so that'll be uh, that'll be cool. But I think just uh, getting back on the golf course will be one thing. I love golf and just being able to see my friends and hang out with my friends and you know get out to the lake and stuff like that and taking a little downtime will be nice. Well, Ben turned into a bit of a pro golfer. I saw here that here today. If you didn't catch his Instagram story, so uh, I heard about you know, that. You might... <laughs> Great, it's the talk of the hotel. Great, yeah. excellent. <laughs> that that's where I was going. I was hoping that someone else caught on to that. So that's awesome that it's yeah. already made the rounds. <laughs> Are they at least like not a harsh comment? Oh, all positive, all positive, all positive. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure, uh, Logie and Daff had a field day with that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, were you able? I don't, I, I'm just trying to remember when, when you were able to get to trail. But were you able to um, you know, join some of the guys on the golf course here before it shut down back in October? Or um, you know, have you been, had a chance to you know golf in the area much? As you've uh, you said, you're a golfer. Yeah, I did get uh, I did get one round in at Birch Bank, which is nice with a few of the guys. So that was good. So you're, are you a pretty confident golfer? Kind of how, how's your game? I, like I said, we've we've talked about it a bit on the podcast. You know, Nick Roussel's a a watch out because he's got a wicked slice. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Fever apparently is pretty good. Um, yeah, what kind of how how's your golf game? Where where do you put it? Uh, I'm I'm a guy who just likes to enjoy the game. I'm not a I'm not an elite golfer by any means, and I'm uh I'm pretty I'd say I'm below average to be honest. But uh, I just love the game and love to hang out with my friends and. You know, we golf a lot, so it's just some some fun that we like to do. If it's not the uh, if you're not on the golf course, then you guys are you know pent up in the hotel there. What are you doing to uh, to occupy your time there in the hotel? What's your what's your go to kind of pastime? Uh, a lot of off days, we play a lot of spike ball. So um, we play a lot of spike ball, or just like go for walks, and uh, in the evenings, you know, watch a movie or watch a stand up comedy. A lot of Dave Chappelle's been. <laughs> we like his stuff, so we watch a lot of that. But uh, yeah, I just got, I'd say spike ball is probably the number one commodity. And how are you uh, how how are you faring in the rankings in spike ball? I'd say I'm pretty good. I'd say I'm above average on the team in that one. I'd say I I can be pretty good. Nice. Well, uh, you you know you are uh, in Penticton there. You're in, in my my hometown where I grew up. Um, Obviously, like you said, you're kind of in the hotel and limited with the opportunities that you guys have. But um, you know, how how are you liking the area? It's obviously a, a you know in in April and May the sun's been out a little bit, so it's been not a bad place to uh, to be playing some hockey. Yeah, the weather's been great and it's been uh, it's been super nice out pretty much every day. And it is as you can tell, it's a beautiful uh, beautiful city here and a lot of uh, a lot of good spots around. And yeah. So you're you got uh, you got three games left here, um, you know, a couple against the Bucks and then and a big one against the V's to, to finish out the uh, the pod season. What uh, what are you looking forward to here in these next three games? And uh, what do you uh, what do you expect uh, to see out of you, you and your and your teammates here as you guys head into the last three games here this season? Uh, you know, I think we expect a lot from ourselves, and you know, I think that we put played some good hockey games so far. And I mean, for me personally, I'm just I want to finish strong and play these three games the best that I can. And I think that it would be really nice to end the season on a three-game winning streak, and you know, take three three games here, and especially win the last one against the V's. You know, that's going to be a big game for us. We certainly got marked down on the uh, on the calendar, but I think that if we you know if we follow our structure and we play like we can, that we can definitely come come out of this one in three in a row. Well, and I was going to go next on onto the games. That was kind of where I wanted to go back to this full circle here is, you know, is it starting to get a little bit repetitive and just seeing those same two teams? And, and further on that, is it, are you starting to, to when you're lining up on the faceoff, are you starting to, to hate the other guys that you're, you're looking across at? Yeah, for sure. You know, when you play a team, uh, however many times now, nine times, nine times each, I think. And, uh, certainly gets a gets a little repetitive and we know the other guys pretty good and i'm sure they know us pretty good and it's uh definitely building a rivalry between the uh, between the three teams um 
some of the let's let's talk you know we we're gonna we're talking uh you know the previous games a little bit here on the podcast this week um you know you guys got to be pretty happy with with the way uh saturday's game went you know you guys played a very strong shutdown game um obviously you know that last 0.4 seconds um you'd love to have back um as a team i'm sure but um, you guys got to be pretty happy with, with the work that you put in there. And then even so, I, th- I think you guys got to be pretty happy with how Sunday's game went where, you know, you kept it, you played a very good structure game. You kept it close. Um, obviously, you would have liked to, to score on that power play in the in the third period or in the second period there to try and get back into it. But, you know, you kept it close. You get uh, Hunter Flores gets that goal in the third period, and you guys were just, just rolling at that point and un- unlucky not to, to tie it up. But you got to be pretty happy with the fact that, with the option, the the threat that Penticton has, and the the threat that they've kind of shown, um, that you guys have been able to keep with them, you've been able to play a good structured game, and um, unfortunately, just some of the bounces in some of the games really haven't gone your guys' way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this weekend that we put uh put together two good hockey games, and uh, Saturday versus Cranbrook, you know, we put up forty seven shots, and I thought that was one of our more uh, complete games of the year, where we played a full sixty and played hard throughout, and. Sunday versus uh, Penticton, that game was uh, another good example of us playing pretty pretty close to a full 60, and a couple bounces didn't go our way. But, I mean, I think that we're going to look to build off that, and, you know, that game was really really a 2-1 hockey game there, except for the empty net. So I think that's a good game to build off of and uh, take into these last three games. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we've talked about that the same way. We've agreed that, you know, the last two games were really strong games for, for you guys and even for yourself in particular. You definitely have, have stood out here, uh, you know, watching the games from afar as we have to. But um, I don't really have any more questions for you. Just uh, to, to, to say it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to watch you uh, play here in the, in the short uh, amount of games that we have and looking forward to a, to a strong finish. And hopefully you guys can... Uh, can get those wins, like you say, and finish it off on a strong way. So uh, I want to thank you for, for joining us here and um, really appreciate uh, you taking the time. And um, yeah, best of luck here for the rest of the way. And um, hopefully you have a, a great rest of the summer once you guys, uh, once you get back to Nova Scotia. Um, missing the Maritimes myself this time of year. I know lobster season was just set the other day and all my family are lobster fishermen. So I'm wishing I was back there too. So a little envious of you heading back there in, a, in a, maybe a little over a week. Oh, thank you. It's uh, thanks for having me on. It's been great, and uh, yeah, it'll be nice to get back to the back to the Maritimes here in a couple of weeks. Perfect. Thanks, Brady, so much for uh, for joining us on the on the podcast this week. And like to, like I said, echo Rob's uh, statements and wish you the best of luck in the final three. Good luck. Um, and uh, like I said, we'll we'll see you guys when you get uh, when you get back in trail before you all uh, hopefully take off. Uh, I'm sure rather quickly. So. Thanks for joining us, and uh, and best of luck uh, in the final three games. Thanks, guys. And that was Brady Hunter on the Smoke Show podcast. Thanks so much to, to him for, for joining us from from Penticton. Um, great interview um, with with Brady, and he you know he he says he's he's loved loved the transition here. Uh, you know, used to the small town. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, from a smoke eaters fan perspective, it's great that things have worked out, uh, so well for him. And, and one of the many players that, um, I've seen just the way that they've developed from, from when they got here to, to where they are now, um, is, is just been, been fantastic. And he's been such a strong player for the smoke eaters, uh, through this entire pod. Yeah. You say, you know, a good maritime boy, I should say, throw that in there. Um, but uh, yeah, like you say, you know, he, he came in, he, he maybe little little slow to start the first couple of games. Then he kind of had a, had that two point game in the in the third one here, the pod, and then kind of went on a bit of a run there for the for the middle part. And you know, he's been a little snake bitten here the last few games. He hasn't gotten a point in the last five games, but in the games that we've watched, he's he's you still notice him. He's been involved. He's been dangerous. Um, you know, his speed, his his down low play. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a big guy, but you know, he's, he's, you definitely see him. I see him in the corners all the time with the puck and, and make trying to push his way to the front of the net. So, um, I like his game. I like the way he plays. Um, I'm assuming that because of the success he had there in the kind of the middle portion of this pod that he kind of got, um, you know, identified a little bit more of, you know, pay a little more attention to him. And now he's got to battle through that, but, um, you know what, a, a great, uh, great 20, or I guess it's not 20 yet. What is it? Just be 17 games played so far. Um, for, for Hunter and, you know, 
I'm sure it would have been would have loved to see him play a full season and see where, how he would have rounded out. But I'm sure he'll take the uh, the off season time here and, and work on his game and be ready to go uh, come puck drop at the start of the next season. And he's he's one of those guys that I would I'll be looking forward to to hopefully seeing him make his way back out here after uh, taking some time back on the East Coast and uh, you know get back to the mountains and. Uh, some of that colander spaghetti and, and hitting the golf courses out here as he alluded to in his interview. So um, yeah, great kid, great interview. It was fun to get to, to chat with him and hopefully he'll have a, a couple of big games here as we round out the week. Luckily uh, by the time this podcast will, will go out, it'll be 24 hours and, and people who haven't seen my Instagram uh, where I put the video of, of me hitting some golf balls won't be able to go find that and, 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 and make fun of me the way Rob has. Um, and I'm sure it's making the rounds around the hotel. As I said, it was fun. I, I, you know, I was joking around. I said, hey, I'll put the phone down and record and, you know, hit some golf, ball, hit some golf balls. I had a, a couple left and, you know, I hadn't hit too many great ones. And it, what the video doesn't show is prior to that, I hit three awful, awful balls that I, one, I topped one, I completely sliced to the left and one that I shot straight up in the air. And then, uh, and, and of course I didn't put that one out on social media cause I'm, you know, dropping a couple F bombs and, and, and frustrated cause I can't seem to hit a golf ball. And then, uh, and then I had three in a row there and, and got a, got a little, got a little arrogant. So it was kind of funny. I thought, Hey, this is kind of funny. I'll just put, put it out on social media so other people can laugh at it with me. Um, but back so, to, you. so, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just, you can't, you can't just jump in on the, on the golf there and then jump right away from it. Like, so my question is. Barring COVID rules, do we have to find a, a, another another twosome here, and we play a little, go out for a little uh, little golf tourney here, and make sure we capture all of these great moments on video here before the uh, the season kicks off? Huh. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll have to put something on the line, though. We'll have to come up with that. Yeah. For future podcast interviews as we, or uh, episodes as we make our way through the summer here, I'm sure we'll we can come up with something there. You had said something about we should do some podcasts on location, which would be kind yeah. of cool. We should yeah, we'll we promote could. promote each location and so maybe go to some of the great smoke eater sponsors that we have. And it doesn't take much to to record a laptop and my soundboard, and you know people can come by and and chat with us if they really want to, and just do kind of a live ish episode that will then kind of go out the next day and um, things during the summer again in a in a COVID friendly friendly way. Um, and then maybe with at the golf course, you know. See, we could do, we could, we could intro it. We could go play nine. We could come back, say where we're at, and then go out for another nine. It'd be awesome. As long as there's food. <laughs> I was gonna say the way I like to play golf, I like to have a few adult beverages as I golf. So I don't know if if, if trying to you know do a podcast in between that is 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 great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we talked about having one of the trail beer refinery. Hey, you, you always love love the, love the beer refinery. So hey, I I you know what I'm gonna throw it. You you just set me up. I'm gonna throw it out. I keep they had that that burger special thing they were going, and I wanted a burger de- delivered up to the booth. You know what? If we can figure something out there, let's get on that train because you <laughs> we're know... getting so off topic. <laughs> so it's the last one of the actual regular season. We got to have some fun. Well, there'll be one more after this where we'll kind of do a wrap after of the, whole the season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, you're right. Yeah. Hopefully you haven't turned. Nobody's going to listen yet. to us then. Three games back, this week. Back on topic. If you haven't turned us off yet, we are back on topic. Three games this week: Wednesday, 7 p.m. Friday, 7 p.m. Saturday, 6 p.m. First two against Cranbrook, and the last one against Penticton. As Brady Hunter said, um, their goal is to is to go three and three. Um, I think that's a, a very reasonable goal. I think that's a, a very smart goal for the team. I mean, you would never I – mean, they're always going to say 3-3 three and three if we're being completely <laughs> honest. You know, that's always always your goal. You're always going to be positive about going into it. But I think that's a very realistic goal is, is kind of what I want to say about it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to come up. Well, well, hopefully we go 1-2 and two in those three. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen, right? So, you know, very, very true, very true. Three and oh in the last three games. But, uh, you know, and I don't know how much we can really get into this. Like how many, how many times can we dissect the, these teams that we've seen how many times now? So I'm not going to try to go into that too much. We'll save what we do have left for the pregame and the interview and the intermissions yeah. and the actual games. But, you know, I think, it, I think for all these, or all these teams, all three of these teams over the, uh, over the, the, the rest of this week, we'll be, we'll be, you know, talking about the same things. Let's, you know, they've been through a lot. They've sacrificed a lot to be where they're at here and play in these games. 
Um, you know, they put in the effort to this point. It's it's a it's a week to go to finish it off, and I think uh, we might see three of the best games that we've seen so far um, here to round it out. As I'm sure the Bucks will be doing the same thing, right? We we talk about the Smoke Eaters players looking for roster spots and all that kind of stuff. Um, Bucks are in that same position. That's what they're going to be looking for. So guys jockeying for position, wanting that ice time, wanting that recognition, trying to set themselves up for next year. Um, so we'll continue to see that. Obviously, they've got some injuries to deal with, but um, I do expect a strong effort from them and then you know when it comes to Penticton well let's face it what a better way to finish off this season than to beat Penticton in Penticton to leave for the for the season knowing that uh, that's how you finished it off and uh, to go and you know enjoy your summer and get prepared for the for the following year um, you know let's face it we've all been through a lot through the last geez over 12 months now um, these guys finally able to get a, a complete out of season and and you know, as short and, and as limited as it was, you know, take that for what it was, take all the positives and all the developments and all the, you know, everything that we've seen them kind of progress from, from when we saw them back in the early, you know, early in that exhibition season and early even before that in the, in the uh, you know, kind of the preseason camp type, type of time. Um, this team's come a long way and I think it'd be great for them to, to really finish this one strong, strong, regardless really of what that score line and what that record is over the last three games, as long as they come out and they put in that effort and they have three strong games and can kind of walk out of Penticton with their head held high saying they left it all on the ice and, you know, were able to, to compete at, at the level that they wanted to and execute the things that they wanted to do. And they'll have lots of time to work on, on things heading into next year as well. So looking forward to three great games. Um, Again, I'm going to say hopefully we see a 3-0 and record, but um, I, as I've said before, it, it has never been the record for me. It's always just seeing each and every game. Do they do they correct the mistakes? Do they work on the, the pieces that, you know, they, they might have, you know, let lack in the game before? Do they continue to evolve? Do they con- continue to develop? Do we see players step forward? You know, that's what I'm looking for game in and game out. So um, just looking forward to, to three strong games. I think that's... Uh... That's the the best way to put it, and the best way to to like I guess kind of start wrapping up this episode. <laughs> um, you know, we we got got our, our silly out uh, there in the in <laughs> the nicest way of putting what me and Rob do for a living. Um, <laughs> you know, it's we, I, you know we we sound like a broken record. We're excited for these games. It's excited for what it means going forward. Um, Excited, exactly. Just excited for this team and 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 what it means for next year and and what they can what they'll show up with next year, depending on what this team looks like. Um, it's and, not only the excitement though. I'm like I'm really happy for these guys. I'm happy that they were able, like right across the league. I'm happy that mm-hmm. all these teams were able to to get this opportunity. Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure many of the people that might be listening to this probably aren't watching a lot of the other games, but there's been a lot of good hockey all all throughout this league, all across the province mm-hmm. right now. And the what is it, the five separate pods that they're playing in? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of players involved. You know, a lot of sacrifices made of guys. You know, let's face it, they've been locked up now for what five, six, seven weeks. Um, you know, for for most of these guys in, in these pods, and you know, everybody stayed uh, safe and, and healthy. And you know, obviously, other than barring injuries on the ice, but yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, kudos to the league and kudos to all the member teams and and everyone involved that were able to make this happen. And um, just hoping we can finish it off strong. Exactly. You know, there's. There's been a lot of hockey played, and a lot of people have sacrificed things to to make it happen. Um, all the way from the top, all the way down. Um, and what uh, this is, and you, you've said you say it no in the perfect way. You're happy. We're happy for these guys getting to play the games. We're happy that we get to watch them. That's obviously you know the bonus side of it. Um, but you know, league wide, these guys are getting to play. The you know scouts are getting to see them. Um, they're getting key development you know they're not missing out on on a year of development uh, where you know not you know not every team is able to do that you know the q or the ohl didn't get to play any games this year um and you know they're, they're trying to put together some showcase out there but you know that's it's been a completely different scenario for those sets of players and you know that's a different level with and what their goals are you know they're not necessarily trying to get ncaa scholarships um as much but you know We've been very lucky to, to be able to get uh, get these games, and and uh, and I'm sure the players have not taken it for granted uh, one bit um, here, even if it is into May um, that they're they're playing hockey. And you know, as Brady said, you know, he's been away from his family for seven and a half months. Um, that's that's no easy thing. 
but as he said, he's uh, he's glad that he's he's got to play these games. So, um, tremendous job by everybody involved. Let's finish it out strong. Let's finish it out uh, in a positive way, um, and we'll talk again on, on next week's episode. I think that's that's where we sit. We'll kind of do a do a, a bit of a, a season wrap. Uh, we'll see if we can try and get maybe Tim Fraggle on uh, on next week, um, but. Um, obviously he's going to want some time to, to decompress from, from being in the hotel for five weeks and spend some time with his family. So, um, we'll, we'll try and, and, and chat to him in, in a longer form, um, here on the podcast and just kind of talk about the season and, and, and what he's excited for going forward into the summer and what it, what it looks like for, for the smoke eaters on, on that side of things. So, um, thanks to Brady Hunter for, for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks to Rob, uh, once again, for, for joining myself and, uh, and thanks to you, the listener for, for tuning in and, and dealing with our shenanigans and listening all the way through here to the end. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing this. We hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. Um, it's a blast every time. Let's finish out the BCHL season strong. And uh, go there will be more. Show. There will be more. There will be more. <laughs> we, won't, we won't take a summer off. We, we can't. We love, we love it what we do too much. Um, that's where we'll put a wrap on it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Smoke Show podcast. Uh, we'll talk again in, in roughly another week, and hopefully we're talking about three straight wins for the Trail Smoke Eaters. No? There it is. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>